Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Are we facing a taxi shortage? Uh, a new scheme to encourage taxi drivers to take late night fares from Dublin Airport is being trialled this week and under the scheme drivers will get their annual permit fee refurbished or reimbursed I say if they carry out a minimum number of fares after 10 o'clock. Now the scheme is to be trialled over the next four months according to reports and around 1 in 10 drivers left in the industry during the most intense two years of COVID-19 pandemic. There have been numerous complaints from revellers and people having parties around the country that they've been stranded in cities after nights out due to complete lack of taxis. And to combat the shortages, the attract taxi drivers back into the trade, the National Transport Authority has mooted a fair increase. Now, a lot of people are going to be too happy about that. Anyway, the 12.5% increase to taxi fares around 250 and uh, so increase say, on 20 quid is being proposed to entice the taxi drivers who they lost during COVID back into the industry. The National Transport Authority are also trying to ensure there are more drivers available at night during peak times. Uh, getting back to the taxi shortage in Dublin Airport, by the way, many people uh, took to social media over the weekend to vent their anger at arriving in Dublin Airport after having a good holiday, you know, when you're in a good mood, only to realise they had to wait a ridiculous amount of time to secure a taxi to get them home. Now, Robbie, who's a friend of the show and also a reporter for Dublin Live, joins me uh, on the air. Good afternoon to you, Robbie. And a very good afternoon to you, Noel. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I was away in Croatia for about three days and I flew back in from a split. The flight landed at 2 o'clock on Sunday morning. Of course, have a nice you know, weekend away, work-wise as well, and then you go to get a, a taxi home. And now, the Ryanair flight was full to capacity, of course, when we were coming back, but there was people, about 150 people in a queue to get a taxi, yeah. and I was at the very end of it. And I was going, like, oh, this, is, this is not even funny. So about 25 to 3, I tweeted, um, look, waiver the cost for the taxi drivers themselves so they can come through. Make it, or not a free-for-all in general. I know taxi drivers have to pay a certain amount every year there. There's a but permit, I mean, was, yeah, they pay a, a charge. Permit, yeah. yeah. But it was absolutely ridiculous. So around 10 past three, I eventually got a taxi. But I have to say one thing, one of the hosts at the very end of the queue said he apologised for the lack of taxis being there. Now, he did blame something to do with the barrier that was delaying them. But, I mean, it was one taxi every so often. There wasn't a, an, yeah, an influx wasn't, of it taxis. Wasn't, it wasn't the barrier because there was loads of indoor people complaining too. Yeah, I, know, right. I was confused. Oh, well, what do you mean about the barrier? <laughs> and it was just crazy because, I mean, at that hour in the morning, and then, of course, I was on Twitter and I put it up there and I was getting backlash saying, oh, you're blaming the taxi drivers now. And I wasn't. I was saying, give the taxi drivers more ethic to kind of come in and pick people up. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And even people were saying... And it kind of puts it, a bit of a taste in your mouth after being away on a nice holiday. It does. Yeah, and then you arrive back to that. And you're waiting for nearly a good hour and nearly 40 minutes for a taxi and people saying it's but first impressions last. And people, tourists coming back or tourists coming into this country that hour in the morning. That was the first time I ever flew in that late anyway. But I never expected to fly in to a, a massive queue of people waiting for taxis to get home. Well, I mean, it look, it's, an, it's an international airport, you know what I mean? I mean, if you flew into JFK or Gatwick or whatever it is, I mean, you're not going to be waiting three hours to get a taxi. I mean, firstly, they have better transport services anyway than we have because they have the kind of trains and all sorts of things, right? But, I mean, you go outside and you get a taxi straight away. There's, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get a taxi straight away. None whatsoever, and of course, when you go away, you always look at the negative parts of Dublin because so many places have good things, and Dublin have good things as well. I'm never knocking Dublin, but there's so many opportunities and so many situations you can make things better. And you know, you heard the situation there a couple of months ago. They wanted to charge people to, to drop people off 
uh, at the airport. I mean, this was nearly coming to fruition at, at the moment, but it didn't work, thank God. But I mean, like, it's just so wrong. I mean, I mean I've no, I've no problem. That long. I mean, there are it's airports, mad. well, there are airports around, a lot of airports around the world do charge people for drop-offs, right? Yeah. And I, I don't inherently have a huge issue with that, provided we have a good transport system to get people out of the airport and into the airport in the first place. But we don't have that. So no, I do no, feel no, it's no. unfair to charge people then. And of course, when I was in London the weekend beforehand, you know the situation with London yourself, and you've been there many a time, you have the tube, and of course you jump on the tube, and the tube runs till all hours in the morning. There's no even train no. to the airport, and it's just, I hate to use the word, it's so backward. And, you know, who are you looking to blame? People saying, is it the DA's fault? Is it the taxi driver's fault? It's a combination of a lot of things. Well, it has to be sorted. I mean... Well, 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 well hang on for a second, because let's go to James, who is a taxi driver. And say with me, Robbie, for a second. I will. James, are you, could you explain to Robbie why he sat there like a fool in a long queue of 150 people and they said the barrier wouldn't go up? Sure, Niall, no problem. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to Robbie. Uh, it's very simple, Niall. Um, there's a holding area in Dublin Airport. The Cash. Called the Cash. Yeah. yeah, it's about, it's roughly about a kilometre from Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. What they do is they call a certain amount of cars up at a certain amount of time. Each lane in the Cash holds roughly, I think, about 10 to 12 vehicles. So they can be cars to vans. So they call up about 10 to 12 at a time. By the time they leave the cash, they have to come up to, they, before they get to the ramp, they go through about three or four different sets of traffic lights. And then when they come up to the barrier, the barrier has to read their tag, it goes up, lets the car through, goes back down, then the next car, next car, and so on and so forth. So, you know, the, the main issue at the airport now is this, well, there's a couple, but the main issue is this, there's roughly about two and a half thousand permits are issued to uh, airport uh, license holders. And how much of those permits, by the way? They're 440 euros per year. Right, okay. It's not much, um, really, is it? It's not really much, but no. the, the thing about it is, Niall, there is roughly about twelve to 1,300 drivers on a waiting list to get in to walk the airport. So this is not down to taxi drivers. This is down to the Dublin Airport Authority. Um, because they've got limited space in the holding area and due to health and safety legislation, they can only allow a certain amount of cars into the airport at a certain time. Has that, has that number reduced over the years or something? No, no. Okay, it's just the airport has got busier, that's all. It's just the airport has got busier. Right beside where the cash is, is the, the Radisson Hotel. And there's a massive, absolutely massive car park beside it. And the taxi drivers' representative associations have asked the DAA to free up some of them um, parking spots. So they could basically have an overflow. So you could have an overflow, then into the cash, and then from the cash up to the ramp. So and there's, there's no said, suggestion that the taxi drivers that are up there at the moment are, you know, the ones delaying this because they want to keep the business to themselves. Not they, at all, no. Okay, like, okay no, because like that was somebody said that to me earlier on. That makes zero sense, Noel, because with a taxi driver in the airport, the majority of drivers who walk the airport just walk the airport. So what they'll simply do is they'll drive up onto the ramp, they'll get the fare, they'll drive the fare to wherever it's want to go, and they'll drive directly back. As long as you don't the tell airport. them you're going to Swords, yeah. Well, uh, well, <laughs> no, see, there's this thing as well, Noel. A lot of people don't realise drivers have a 20-minute turnaround. So if they get a, a job, say, to the likes of Bereva or to Airside or somewhere where there is within 20 minutes, they can drive, drop that person off. You take Airside Retail Park, uh, big business there, um, Ryanair. Um, often get people from the airport going to Ryanair. It takes about seven to eight minutes to get down. You drop the people off, you turn around, you go straight back up, you can drive straight back up to the ramp. Okay, so you, you can skip the queue, yeah. Because you can skip the queue, right? That's in a sense, that's so okay, safe okay, but, but okay, so, so I mean, explain to me then why, I mean, you've been listening to Robbie. Robbie, how long did you say you ended up waiting? About 40 minutes. Uh, okay, that's not, 40 minutes is not even acceptable, James, in an international airport, realistically. Well, well again, Niall, it all comes down to the... the Some people said two or three hours, by the way. Some like, people. if 
if the DAA was to issue, like what what did the DAA? Yeah, but why didn't do? we have this issue? But James, I mean that all well and good, and you're telling me that, and I'm not doubting you for a minute, by the way, because you know the business better than I do. But why wasn't this happening all along? Why is it only happening now? I mean, it seems to be a big problem now because I'm seeing people on social media talking about it. Well, there's also there is also an issue, as you um, pointed out earlier on, Niall, that a lot of drivers have left the business. Prior prior to the pandemic, the actual there was. According to official government statistics, our, the business was oversupplied by about 28%. Now that, that it's roughly about 30% of people have left the business due to gone to other jobs, have retired. Unfortunately, a few lads have died. Um, so the business now is, is basically at the numbers that it should be. So the, the business is now... Uh, I mean, know, okay, and it's not, it's not just Dublin Airport. Dublin Airport is what I obviously wanted to raise because Robbie was on talking about it. And many other people, by the way, have been posting stuff on social media about getting to Dublin Airport and not being able to get a taxi. But also, we're back to the situation we had back in the early part of 2000, late 90s, etc., when the nightclub business was big. And deregulation, of course, came in. If you remember, 2002, was it? In around 2000. That? Yeah, in and around that, anyway. Okay. And, and the reason we brought in deregulation was because we had this situation where people were walking home from town because at the peak times, uh, there just wasn't enough taxis in the city at night. So is it still a case now that even with deregulation and the amount of taxi, more taxis on the road, that taxi drivers are cherry picking the times they want to go out? Well, there's, there's plenty of other issues with reference to the city now. You also have to, people are all coming out at the same time. That's, that's one issue. So that's why the government has sought to try and help that by basically extending the licensing hours. But that shouldn't be an issue. With the amount of taxi licenses that are out there, it shouldn't be an issue. But a lot of taxi drivers choose not to work, or say, on a Friday or Saturday night. Well, I don't city. work on a Friday or Saturday night. night that's what I'm and, Yeah, and well, that's down to... Like, the reason why a lot of drivers don't walk down, don't walk night is because of our personal safety issues. Like, you know, um, people are full of drink, they're full of drugs, they're aggressive, you know... Like at three, four o'clock in the morning, it's very easy for nightclubs and pubs to push people out in the streets. And then who's the next person you meet as a taxi driver? By the way, is the Vomit Comet back again? I know it was cancelled during the COVID, but I'm assuming it's back again, is it? Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, it is running on a, on a limited service as far as I know. But Ashling has just rolled her eyes and I could see her, I could lip read. She's going, what's the Vomit Comet? Oh, That's the, the Vomit Comet was well, it was well known. It was the late night buses run by Dublin Bus, of course. It was called the Vomit Comet for obvious reasons. <laughs> Well, like, you know, you have people from the nightclub industry and the restaurant industry are constantly complaining about the fact that their staff and their, their customers can't get taxis at night. It's very, very easy for them, as I said, to fill people full of drink, say thank you for your custom all night and push them out on the street. They don't care about how people are getting home. All they care about is if they've got money well, from well, them. Not, yeah, but that's not their responsibility. Their well, responsibility is to feed them and give them drink. Your well, responsibility is to get them home again. Well, but the, the simple fact is this now, you also have the situation as well. And let's not forget... There's no late night dart. There's no late night Lewis. And as you referred to it, there is only a limited vomit comet. So, you know, everything falls on, on the backs of taxi drivers. I mean, will the increase, the, the National Transport Authority is suggesting that the increase of 12.5% may encourage, you know, taxi drivers back into the business or to work those antisocial hours. Will that help? I, well, no, no, because the, the, the increase that were due, a lot of people don't, don't realise that we didn't get an increase in 2019. So this, like, we haven't got an increase now since 2017. And in 2017, I was paying €1.10 for diesel. I filled up this morning and I filled up at €1.95. So the costs for everybody, not just myself, but the cost of everybody fuel, you know, outstrips that straight away. Like, that, that, that only barely covers the cost of operating a taxi. So that's, that's just, you know, for the cost of living, for the cost mm-hmm. of operating a building. That's not to actually try and encourage more people back into the business. Like, 
Okay, but, but stay with me just for a second because I want to go to Mark as well. Mark, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing, Mark? You're a taxi man, obviously, in the city as well. I am indeed, Noel, yeah. Yeah, by the way, Mark, just out of curiosity, the rickshaws, have they? I know they're back again for some reason. They kind of disappeared for a while, but they're back. Does that help to alleviate some of the problem at night of the weekend? Well, to be honest with you, Noel, I don't work nights. Okay. Uh, oh, so yes. I don't know what happens at night. Well, there's two years that don't work nights. So yeah. what is the problem? No, Noel, can I say something for yeah. a second, right? Yeah. You, for some reason, you have this idea that uh, taxis are only available or needed at night time. Dublin's a 24-hour city. It's, it has a daytime economy, it has a nighttime economy. And like the other driver said there, I didn't catch his name. James. He said, James, <clears throat> excuse me, said that during the, uh, during the nighttime, everything disappears. So Dublin bus disappears, uh, the Dart, the Lewis, um, all the private operators, Ear Not Aaron, uh, Bus Aaron, all the private operators disappear. And everything's left down to the taxi driver to take everybody home. Mm. Now, how is that even possible? Like, you could put a, have, a, have 100,000 cars on the road and you'd have two hours of work, but then the rest of the week, there's nothing. You know I know what you mean. I know, no, I know so, I do understand what so you're saying. What you're kind of constantly saying is that we should just get out and work when it's the busy times. But, but no, it's not me that says it's the National Transport no, Authority you're trying to attract no, people I'm, back what out. What I'm trying to explain to you is that the busy times are all the time. So I go out in the morning time, and I have been doing for the last 20 years, and I pick up people in the morning, go to the airport, work the airport, and come home. It's busy all the time. Do you understand? There's a 24-hour economy. It's not just people mm. coming home at night time that we have to cater for. We have to cater for everybody. Are you working out of the airport, by the way? I well? am working out of the airport, yeah. And, and there is an issue at the airport because there's... And what, what do you... I mean, mm. James has outlined what he believes the issue is, but obviously from your point of view, because you're working out of the cache and working out of the yeah. airport. Well, why, are pe- why are people on social media all weekend saying they're waiting two or three hours to get a taxi? Why is that because happening? I tell, you, I tell you why. Because there's no buses, there's no trams, there's nothing else in town. So where are the taxis being held up and kept busy? They're in town. They're not driving out to the airport when town is keeping them busy. It doesn't make any sense, does mm. it? Like, if you're a passive boy, fair enough, you'd go into the airport. But say, for example, a guy gets a job out of Kulak. He's got a 10-minute or 15-minute drive up from the uh, Kulak to the airport. He'd probably just pick up a job in the street down there or wherever he is. Into the walk. city. Do you, understand? Do you understand? He's yeah. going to pick up as many jobs as quickly as he can. Like, you, you constantly see people using the apps and think the apps is the solution. You know what I mean? That, that the, the drivers aren't even turning on the apps at night time because it's busy in the city. Do you understand me? Yeah, They're, yeah. Like, there's lots of issues. One of the issues at Dublin Airport, I believe, anyway, is that the, the system we have, we have to go in through, we have to, we have a little tag on a car like the one you'd have on the M50, and you have to go in through a system, and your system has to be, it has to be clocked. But we have to go into this overflow car park that he was talking about, drive around it, to then drive in around the cache, in through the cache, then your number comes up on the board, and then it tells you where to go. That could be easily eliminated by, clo- some of the time eliminated, and, then, mm. and, and by the way, then we still have to go through three sets of traffic lights to get up to where we're going. Yeah. So that, there's a big issue of where the location of the cache is. So how do, so we, how do we, I mean, I'm assuming both of you, and either one can answer this, don't want too many more taxis in the industry no. because it makes, it gives less work for the rest of you. Because I know, I know work is not easy to come by. I'm not suggesting it is. Well, Niall, I believe that, I believe that the, there's nobody coming into the industry these days because I believe years ago you used to, you would have heard fellas like myself saying, I'm, you know, I was in the bar trade for years. I'm leaving the bar trade. I'm going to get a taxi license. Going to work a taxi because of a family. You never seem to hear that anymore. Which the license alone was worth seventy or a hundred grand in those days. Well, I was, I was, I got in it after deregulation. I couldn't afford to buy it at that stage. <clears throat> how much? How much is it now for a license? Four or five grand? Is it? What is it for a license? No, well, you have the only licenses being issued at the moment. I think are just the wheelchair accessible licenses, which there is a grant for the vehicle as well. Yeah, yeah. There's grants for everything to get in the industry, but I don't know if people want to get in the industry. Like, it's it's simple as this: young people today, they're, they're not interested in driving a taxi. 
who's interested in driving a taxi? They just, just look at it as a job that they want somebody else to do it, but they don't want to do it. I mean, so, I mean and, and let's not, I mean, don't get me wrong, during the good times, I'm not talking about during COVID, obviously it was a disaster for every type of taxi mm-hmm. driver, but during the good times, it's, you can make a decent living being a taxi driver, I'm assuming. Yeah, you, you can make a decent living out being a taxi, and it's a good way to earn a living. But like, as I say to everybody, there's daytime work, there's nighttime work, it doesn't matter when you go out, you can get work, and you can work whatever hours suits you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this even 12.5% will encourage anybody to come into the industry, um, because, as I said, it, as, as James said there, it's back... It was backdated to 2019 and the pandemic came in and it was put on hold. But I don't know if people will even bother coming into the industry. James, d- James, do you think that the increase in fare will encourage more taxi drivers? And by the way, James, is there how many taxis, for example, are there in Dublin right now? Uh, I don't think it will, Niall, to be honest with you, because it is long hours. It isn't sociable hours. You really have to do early mornings like I do and it sounds like that other chap Mark does as well or you have to work night so now there are there are pros to the job the flexibility is definitely one of the pros to the job yeah, when you choose your but, own hours yeah of course but the only problem though is for new entrants coming into the business now because our insurance is really really high because we have to have public liability insurance the average person like just say you now if you decided tomorrow you do the PSV you take about six months to a year to get everything set up you go looking for insurance you'll probably pay about 10 grand in your first year. Ten? Yes. I, I've heard of guys paying 12. And then your next year, assuming you don't have any accidents, you'll probably drop to about eight and then to about six. And then maybe you'll drop around. The standard uh, insurance for most drivers is between about 1,800 and about 3,000 euros per year is the average. That's just the insurance. And can I, well, can, is that justified? I mean, can I ask both of you, uh, Mick, uh, come to Liam in a second, but Mick uh, and James, have you ever had a public liability claim? I have. Yeah, yeah, I have, and I, I will be honest. It happened the very first year again into the industry, and at the time, you could only get into the industry uh, and buy insurance through one company, and mm. it was through the taxi union at the time. It was, it was very uh, okay. Uh, but one claim doesn't justify uh, what they're no, charging. It, I will be honest with you. I was paying a high. I was paying extortionate uh, insurance at the time, and then the next year, my insurance went up even doubled even higher. And okay. I was told simply, well, if you don't have insurance, you can't walk, okay. so you have to pay it. James, have you ever had a public liability claim? I didn't, now, I don't mean, you know, a crash, because people have crashes all the time. They might have their wife yeah. or their kids in the car. So, I mean, you can have liability claims, you know, even if it's just a, a, a private user. But, I mean, liability claim whereby somebody makes a claim against you as a taxi driver because they yeah. fell or they hurt um, themselves getting in. It was a long, long time ago when I actually shared a car with my father. And uh, it was actually me who was driving. And the insurance went up two and a half. I went from... Two thousand pounds. This will tell you how long it was to just under five five thousand pounds for on the on the car because the two people who um, now in the end the insurance company fought it in the end and I got all the money back because so, I wasn't deemed to be in the wrong. But um, at the time, when and what I, happened? What was the claim? What, what happened to them? Was um, I was on Calbrew Street coming onto a column street. I was going onto the old Gresham Rank. This will tell you how long it was. I had a green light. I was too quick away from the lights and uh, a city impulse. I don't know if you remember them. I do remember the impulse, yeah. Me. Two people on the bus fell up the aisle, put in a claim, looked for £20,000. The insurance. Oh, two people on the bus claimed off your insurance? Yes. Oh, okay. And then, um, so the insurance company decided to fight it. Uh, the, I had a passion in the car who said, no, the taxi driver was, the light had literally torn green. He pulled away uh, because the person was going into see course, a movie yeah. in the Savoy. And it took about two or three years after being loaded and we got the money back eventually. Okay, so. well, hopefully insurance companies will fight claims like that. They're ridiculous claims. Actually, just getting back to the taxi story very briefly, if I can, because Liam, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Liam? 
I'm good, Noel. How are you doing? Good. Now, Liam, you're a taxi man in Galway. Similar problems, I believe. Yeah, similar problems. But I had a situation here where I'm taking a few days off in June and there's a an ex-taxi driver who still has his PSV license in, you know, it's still, it's still active. And I asked him what he do a few days from me when I was gone away on my own car. Right. And the situation was that uh, when I rang the insurance company, they said, sorry, we're not insured in second drivers and cars. Now, they were talking there early last week or the week before about shortage of drivers. And, you know, you now can't put a second driver on your car. There was, um, a, there was a time you'd have two lads using the same car. Yeah, you could, you yeah. could have, you could have, yeah, there was, there was times when, when there was cars running 24 hours a day. Yeah, of course. But now the, now the insurance companies are not accepting second drivers, which I think is, is wrong. Well, of course, because, I mean, I, I'm assuming August or end of July, August, most taxi drivers, like most human beings, will be taking holidays at some point. So that's going to reduce the amount during the summer on the roads, which reduces the amount of Dublin Airport to pick up people. It is, yeah. When I operate now out in the country, and um, I'm, I'm the only taxi driver here in this part of the country, in this part, in this village, um, besides another hackney driver, and it's just, um, you're going all the time, so you'd like to have a, a, a hackney, few days off. Is there still hackney drivers? No, there are. There's still hackney drivers, oh, in okay, the yeah. particularly, in, particularly in the country, and even in the city, there's still a few hackney drivers. Okay, I didn't think they, but, they existed anymore. But what one driver said there was, you know, like you have a busy time for two hours, maybe on a Saturday night, and then they're trying to load the, the load on, you know. I think that's what most taxi drivers are afraid of now, is that they're going to reimpose what happened in 2000 when they deregulated this industry. And all of a sudden you're going to get a glut of drivers. It's not going to happen because the insurance companies are just... Well, it's not going to happen according to James and according to Mark. No, because no, nobody, no, no, nobody really wants to go into the, the industry anyway. No, well, it takes so long to get a PSC license now, and also the insurance companies are just charging crazy prices for new drivers. Mm. Do you? I mean, look. Obviously, you work in a rural part of Ireland, so you're the only taxi driver there. I mean, God forbid if that happens to you. I mean, uh, there's there's no taxi service in the area. No, no it, it, it sounds it sounds it sounds great. You know, you've got no, the no. I know what you mean, but but it, but, but it's not but, it's not but good you, for the you, town. You, you, no, it's not. But it's not good for the town. But it's not also not good. It's not so good for. I'd rather have another one or two drivers. Uh, cars in the area, particularly on Saturday night when you're trying to get people home. Yeah. And and it's not fair on people. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. Loads of messages, by the way, coming in as well in relation to this. A lot of people, by the way, stranded in Dublin Airport, finding it very difficult. A lot of people stranded in town on a Friday and Saturday night. As James says, you know, it's all well and good. The restaurants and bars kicking people pissed out of their heads out onto the street. But, you know, a lot of taxi drivers choose not to do those errors or those antisocial errors because it can be dangerous. And I get it. I personally wouldn't drive a taxi with a load of drunk people in the back of it. It wouldn't be my cup of tea. Here's somebody giving out. I'm not being funny, but taxi men and taxi women and whatever they're all very well paid for the service that they provide the other thing is they shouldn't be driving around in their big posh cars and um, worried about health and safety and everything in the middle of the night they're providing a service and they should be providing it in cars that are capable of taking in uh, any kind of customer because they should have cages separating them from whoever the customers are in the back cages. of the uh, taxi the way they have in every other country in the world and so really that man's argument is falling upon deaf ears as far as I'm concerned that was James yeah that was James James are you still there 
I am Niall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She should be in a cage, James. A cage. I know. It makes me sound like an animal, doesn't uh, it? Yeah. Your argument is falling on deaf ears. Well, I, I think, in cages you know, as well. driving around in my posh car. My car is fairly decent, Niall, but I pay for it. I well, work hard for it. And I, I'm like every other taxi driver or, or citizen in this country who has a car out, we have to pay for them. Like, And she says we should just you know, disregard health and safety. By law, Niall, we are only allowed to work 11 hours per day, three days per week, and then we have to, by law, take a rest day. Because the last thing you want, Niall, is a taxi driver. Fall, falling asleep driving you. Hour, she's falling asleep. And especially, you know, if they're doing 40, 50, 60K, the last thing you want is a driver that's fatigued as well. So, no, you know, there's, there's, so, there's so many issues, Niall. But I think, just going back to Dublin Airport, which is what Robbie brought up initially, I think one of the main issues is it's the permit situation. We cannot be blamed on it because there's hundreds and hundreds of drivers on the waiting list waiting to get permits. The only time they issue a permit in Dublin Airport is either when somebody leaves the business or if you have a wheelchair, like a wheelchair vehicle that does take um, credit card facilities. But the problem is because drivers are not buying them, they're not coming into the business with them, that's the reason why the numbers are not going up. As right. I said, if they okay. opened up some of the car parking spaces for more cars to park up there, they could issue another three, four, five hundred permits. That problem would be alleviated within three months, and we wouldn't be talking about this next summer. But it's mainly down to the DEA's greed and oil because they make more money on parking spaces than they do selling permits to taxi drivers. So this is on the DAA. It's not on taxi drivers. All right, OK. Thanks very much indeed, James. Uh, James is blaming the DAA, not the taxi drivers of Ireland, uh, on what's happening out in Dublin Airport. And I'm sure the DAA will blame the taxi drivers. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's time.